I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Two Black Guys with Good Credit, the show for the financially curious and the financially knowledgeable. Today, we have a special show for you. Sean, Karen, are you guys excited about our guest? We are so, so excited about our guest. Finally, finally, it has happened to me. <laughs> I got a guest that's just like the same generation, Matt. Finally. Finally for you. Yes, finally someone that you can actually relate to on this show, Sean. We've brought you someone. Her name is Pari Bafna. She is a TikTok creator in the financial literacy space who I actually met over DM through our mutual friend who's another TikTok creator, a friend of the show. Billy. If you're Billy. keeping up the elusive Bill Batik, yes, Sean insists is not a real human. Her teddy bear friend, Billy, okay. the stuffed animal. My living Billy. human adult friend. But as I always introduce him, he is my alive friend. <laughs> and his name is Bill. And he introduced us. He, You, Puri, found him, right? On TikTok. You got in touch with him. And he gave me the heads up and was like, this girl's doing cool things. She's only 18. She's giving people financial advice if you want to talk to her. So we had a little chat and I asked her to do the show. And I'm so happy you're here. Yeah, thank you for having me, everybody. So my name is Puri Bhatna. I will, I guess I'll just introduce myself. Yeah, go right ahead. I kind of heard about the podcast. I mean, like, like you said, Billy kind of does philosophical, almost spiritual content a little bit and like deep thinking content. And I really enjoy his stuff. Um, that's kind of my character and who I am. And that's a little bit of like why I got into personal finance was just like having a bunch of epiphanies because of quarantine and stuff like that. Um, so yeah. <laughs> so, so let's go into that. Those epiphanies, like talk about like what actually made you get interested into financial literacy and, and kind of walk us through that, that, explain that for us. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I am 18 right now. So I just graduated high school. I had four years of high school. And I mean, at the beginning I went into it and I was completely, completely just passionate about going to Harvard, Stanford, Yale, all the Ivy Leagues, at least one of them. I mean, um, and, you know, getting a job after that at, maybe Google, Amazon, one of the big, you know, I was going to be a STEM girl, pretty much go into computer science or something like that. 
and get rich like that was the plan so then when did when did the switch happen when did you like and now start thinking about finance and financial literacy and say okay how this factored into even like to your decision making of thinking is is post-secondary education even worth the, the struggle but also what made you decide to teach it like not only get into financial literacy but how did you decide to start teaching it before you even before the college thing talk about that yeah so i was never like it, it, it was always introduced to me in like I watched Wolf of Wall Street. You know, I, I I know the stereotype of like the typical hedge fund manager, the typical finance guru, the typical businessman. Like there is very much a trope that you see in the media and online, and it's like so. I never like batted my eye at any of these things because I was just like, oh, um, <laughs> kind of like it's a like it's a man's job. Um, the man does it. But then I started kind of educating myself, and I realized that it's it's very much the average person should be doing these things so they can actually achieve what they want in life. Like you, you, and this, this was all kind of through books like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, um, The Richest Man in Babylon. I, I did read these books. I actually went to Barnes and Nobles to study for the SAT and the ACT. So that was where this happened. Um, that was like a little preface to like all the stuff that I'm doing right now. But when it really switched was when quarantine started and I saw all these people who did go to Ivy Leagues and who did have degrees start to get laid off. Um, these companies that they were hired by just didn't care about them or the startups that they were working at failed because they had no people, you know, it was just absolutely volatile. Um, and so that's when I started to question um, the stability of my future. Cause I was like, I'm thinking that I'm securing my future right now by studying and staying up all night and doing all these things. And I'm thinking that college is the end all be all. Like once you get in, life is perfect after that. Once you get in, you have everything that you need to succeed, but that's, that's you know, that's not, that's not the truth. I mean, I'll back up here a little bit and just keep talking about the finance aspect of it. Um, but I, I started realizing that, I mean, I, I first obviously had to educate myself that that's how I began teaching. And why yourself? Did it come from your parents or this is something you just kind of found out on your own? No, it was, it was all, all the internet. I used Investopedia, which is probably one of my favorite websites to learn off of. They absolutely simplify everything. There was a couple of YouTubers like Graham Stephan, Gary Vee. But I think that, I mean, we obviously have to be careful with like get rich quick schemes and things like that um, because there is a lot of that in the financial realm. And so, um, yeah, I, I used a lot of credible resources. There's a lot of like reading, like I said, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, um, Benjamin Graham's book. I don't remember the name of it, but like pretty much just learning how to invest and then actually doing it. I downloaded Robinhood earlier in the year, um, which is an investing, it's, it's an investing platform. Investing app, right. Yeah. Um, and at this time, I didn't even know, like I was pretty much just day trading and like having fun with it, which if I don't know, I mean, you guys probably are familiar with, like, it's pretty much gambling, like 90% of day traders lose money. Um, you're doing it because it's a fun thing to do. And I was kind of treating it that way. And it was like that instant gratification kind of thing. So that's how I started with it. And obviously, at this point, I was not in a place to teach anybody about their finances. But I mean, ultimately, the, the story just goes, I, I kept teaching myself. And at one point I hopped onto TikTok just for fun, um, just because I'd heard about it. I was bored and um, I did see a couple finance TikTokers, but they were all men. <laughs> and I was like, yo, like, 
some of the stuff that they're saying isn't even true. Like, why are they phrasing it as if it's this some big complicated thing? You know, dollar cost averaging doesn't have to be hard. Or, you know, like if you day trade, you're not going to make uh, like 10K in a week. That is not like, that is not something that you can just project to the world and say that you're going to do. You know, you, like, you can't just sell your course on this thing, on this platform, and then, you know, pretty much scam people. Uh, so there's like a lot of that going around. And at this point, I was kind of getting away from that whole like day trading dream. Um, I, I was at one point I started my own drop shipping store. I was just trying to come up with ways to build several streams of income and kind of, you know, like these were going to be the things that I was doing. Let me stop you for a second. You brought up building several streams of income and commercial breaks are a way we build one stream of our income. So we got to go to a quick break and we'll be right back with more with Paris. Bafna and learning about her journey. So stay tuned for more Two Black Guys with Good Credit. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Two Black Guys with Good Credit, the show for the financially curious and the financially knowledgeable. So the question on the table in this section is college. That's been the traditional path for most people to success. And right now we're here to question that. So I throw that to the floor. Paris, Karen, Sean, let's chop it up. So, okay, let's give a little bit of just information for listeners. Let's chop it up by millennial. Okay, I'm, 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 you're a millennial. I'm, she's a Z I'm and I'm, it. so let's, let's give our I'm perspectives. Ch I'm chopping chop, it up. I'm chopping chop it up. It, chop so, it up. Okay. Well, Pari, you went to University of Minnesota. Yes, I'm sitting and in the dorms right now. <laughs> you're sitting in the University of Minnesota currently. And you're 18. This is your first year, your freshman year. You've decided this is also your last year and that you're piecing out after the 2020-2021 school year. Um, you kind of took a hard left on higher education. And the question is, when did you arrive at that conclusion? And like, did you come in with the intention of piecing out? And what's the plan? Yeah. I and, and, and first of all, Pri, she feels she's like this young, vibrant, hip person. Like if she says these it old is. school things, <laughs> like piecing out, you can correct her. Who are you you can correct to? her. She tries to correct Grandpa. me all the time. Like nobody <laughs> says piecing out. Like you, you, you can correct her, please. Don't worry, it's okay because you're she children. She's the hip, she's like children. I'm coming on this show to be hip. Before I like, have children, <laughs> so I don't am. feel no way correcting this wannabe generational Z person. Okay. You she's said always, generational. Always included. Always. <laughs> said I'm always included. See, the kids love me. <laughs> right, back, back to the back to our our real rundown here. <laughs> so so Pari, talk about your your thought process or, or your viewpoint on college, the traditional path. What do you think of it? Of course, I. So even before I got into TikTok or anything like that, I was starting to question everything. Really, I mean the the minute that quarantine hit and coronavirus hit. I was still paying the same for housing. I was still paying the same for classes. I was still paying the same for everything, despite, you know, not having any in-person classes or anything like that. I was still paying the same price for college. And so were so many other of my friends, peers, like my entire, my entire year, my entire generation is still having to pay the same amount of money, even though we're not even 
we're getting less of an education than you could get on some online course for maybe five and just to give hours. people an understanding of the cost i'll let you go back i just want to the cost of tuition and fees yeah. for 2020 2021 school year was forty one thousand four hundred eleven dollars in private college eleven thousand one hundred seventy one dollars for state residents at public colleges and twenty six thousand eight hundred nine dollars for out-of-state students at state colleges you know the ivy league schools that were mentioned earlier the yales or harvards the columbia stanford mit's they range from fifty thousand to sixty four thousand dollars so you know it is an expensive endeavor and i'll let you continue perry i just want to drop some stats behind that yeah and even the way that i was raised like my dad said if you get into one of the ivy leagues i will pay every single freaking cent for it like that is how much we value that and the place where i come from like that's how much we look up to it like it's the end-all be-all that is the dream life like you've made it once you get into one of those schools um so when it really changed was when I was seeing people literally being laid off who had Ivy League degrees, who had really prestigious, um, like prestigious colleges on their resume, like these companies didn't care about them. Um, and the startups that they were in or like whatever they were doing, it was kind of just failing and going all downhill. It was really like loosely knit together just because we pretty much hit a recession um, in March. Uh, so at this point, I'm like, I'm kind of like researching into it. And it was, it was, it was a lot of research that went into my decision and kind of swayed my thought process. Um, one of them, one of the most helpful websites I think I used was Reddit, where you can, it's like pretty much a forum where people ask questions. And it dates back to like the early 2000s, people were using this. So I remember reading a thread from, I think it was like, nine years ago or something like that. And someone was asking, and like, I, I either wanted to be an engineering degree or a computer science degree. And I remember someone asking, or uh, yeah, someone asking, and I like looked up this question and I was like, you know, is, an, is, an, is a job in engineering even worth it? Like, is it prestigious? Like, I wanna hear someone's perspective who has lived in this occupation for over maybe like 30 years who has gone to a good school and who has lived the life that I've, I've wanted to live. And so I was, I was just looking into it and I remember coming across this forum and the person was pretty much saying like, yeah, when you start off, it's great, it's glamorous, um, but then it, it just becomes like any other nine to five and you're just working and you just continue to work. It's the same thing that college prepares you for. It's the uh, sleepless nights. It's the you know, not, so healthy, not so healthy routines um, I'm still trying to get out of the mindset of my productivity is my value and actually enjoy my life because this is something that has been taught to me because of college. And so that was one of the things that really, really made me question myself because that is how I viewed it. I viewed like, hey, if I don't do well on this test, I pretty much want to like die. Like I pretty much want to kill myself because dude, like this, my grades are my worth. If I don't have good grades, if I'm not smart, if I don't have something like a certificate, I am not valuable, which is obviously not true, but it's something that is so ingrained into so many students across the United States and internationally, of course. Mm -hmm. um, so I, when I began to, yeah, go ahead. Did you see that kind of happening no matter what though, right? Like there's this, something that happens over and over and over again that I found in my life being only one or two years older than you <laughs> is <laughs> fun, relax. <laughs> um, but you know, you said once you go to this Ivy League school, it's like you've arrived, but there's a million things that are just like that where you're like, if I just get this one thing, I'm gonna feel like I've arrived. I'm gonna feel like I made it. And what happens is you get there and you realize that 
you haven't made it. You've just reached a sex milestone and then the standards just the goalposts just move, right? There's, there's yeah. no consistent standard for making it. Like you could talk to someone who has a hundred million dollars and they'll talk to some, they'll, they'll look at someone who has $500 million and be like, I want to be like that guy, you know? So, yeah. I mean, it's limitless, right? Go, it's go limitless. Ahead. So by opting out of college and you're like, look, this isn't, these aren't the goalposts that matter to me right now. But if you're talking about that lifestyle of attaining and like striving, striving, hustling, hustling, are you actually removing yourself from that by not continuing with college or are you just replacing it with another kind of grind? I mean, the hustle is there whether or not I'm in college, right? Like the hustle culture is always there, whether- The hustle don't stop. The hustle don't stop. If I wanted to be the top student at Harvard, if I wanted to get a job at these places that I wanted to get a job at, I would have to do more sleepless nights and more studying and joining more extracurriculars. I wouldn't have had the time the day to eat. I. I think that the hustle would have affected me worse if I stayed in college. Um, so, yeah, go ahead. So your premise of like not going down this route, you just think like cost versus reward is not worth it from like different perspectives, from a health perspective, from a work perspective, you feel like you can, you can receive better returns on your investment, which is you. I would say the first thing you should invest in is yourself by going a different route, right? Is that, is that your belief? It's limitless if I drop out because here's the thing is when I'm, when I'm in, when I'm in college, and if I stayed, there's like a specific set of degrees that you should stay in college for. If you want an engineering degree, if you want, you know, like if you want to be a doctor, um, even if you want to be a lawyer, I know you don't need to have a degree for that, but like, it's, it's still really good to be surrounded by all those people. There are, you don't need a degree to be a lawyer. I don't, I don't mean it. Or no, keep going. You, are, you only need to pass the bar. You actually don't need an undergraduate degree and you don't need to go to law school. You just have Got to take the bar exam. Yeah, yeah. It's a whole racket. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but there are several occupations that you can go into that you, you know, they're set in place. They're very much part of the society we live in. They're very much like institutionalized things that if you want to do, you have to pass this, but you know, business, computer science, um, even like, I don't know, like philosophy. There are, there are also. Oh, 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 oh you hit a chord. Don't say that. That's Karen's degree right there. Why? No, it was <laughs> worth it. No, I, I'll say this too. I can't, I have no memory of why I chose philosophy. I really don't. I just, I was like, should I do English? No, anybody can do that. Should I do communications? I don't even know what that means. And then somehow, and I knew I wasn't going to go into STEM and there's no pre-law, there's no set pre-law major at NYU. So I was like, all right, I just settled on philosophy. Like, I can't even remember why. And it was the best choice because yes. for a non-STEM major, it is honestly, maybe there's another one that I'm missing, but I'm pretty sure I know it all. It is the <laughs> only not-STEM major that you can declare that teaches you things that you, number one, genuinely didn't know ahead of time. Not just a book you haven't read or whatever, but like concepts that blow your mind that you've never heard of, right? Like, like it's almost trippy what philosophy does for you and teaches you how to think. I find that all these, all these like kind of fluffy nonsense majors. And if you majored in these things and loved it, like I apologize. <laughs> this is just how I saw it at the time and still currently see it hundred percent. Um, that if you're going to major in English, they're going to tell you to read a bunch of books, tell you when you've written a good or bad essay, but not tell you how to think. And philosophy tells you how to think. It's actually so. Rigorous. Okay. We're not talking about philosophy. It's two black guys with good credit. It's a financial. Okay. But so, you know, I'm listening to what you have to say and like part, I part agree, part may not so may not so agree. And, you know, I agree. Like, for example, I graduated with a degree in finance and marketing. Right. And I felt like when I graduated, 
I didn't own something. I didn't, I mean, meaning like I didn't own, like I didn't have a doctorate. I didn't have a degree in engineering. I didn't specialize. And I think specialized brings a certain return on your best. I still felt like I was like this free bird where I got this education, but you know, I, I didn't say like a plumber is, does plumbing an electrician does electricity. So I agree with you. If you're going to go to college, I would tell my kids encourage them the same way, specialize in something, getting these degrees that are just widespread. I don't think it's finite enough. But I do believe that higher education, especially for, you know, people of color, I think that, you know, it's a way that makes us, it gives us, allows us access to certain things that we may not have been, but we may not have had access to. Because, you know, a lot of like the young, younger generation and kids like will, will look up to guys like Mike Zuckerberg and, and look up to Steve Jobs and look up to Bill Gates and say, hey, look at they dropped out of college. Look how far they get got. But if you study all their stories, their consistency in their stories is like they did do a first year of college. They did go to Ivy League schools. They did meet, surround themselves and network with people that were helped them advance and be able to, like all their great ideas need, a guy idea is only as good as the people surrounding and who are funding and who are pushing it, you know? And I truly believe like myself, if I came up with the idea of Facebook or the idea of Microsoft, I probably would not have had the success that they had because I wouldn't be able to have had the funding and surrounding of people to help push my agenda forward. So I think for, you know, people of color, like, turning away from college and looking the other way is a much higher proposition than, you know, people that are, that, that, that have access, you know? Yeah. I mean, from the point of view of like, you know, a woman who is a person of color as well, I think that you do have a point in that so many, so many people have gotten success. Like so many, there, there's so many stories of all these races and all these people who come from different countries, especially like international students and stuff like that, finding um, so much potential in college and finding that network. And that is, that is completely valid. From my experience in high school, I actually joined, or not joined, I, I actually like started going to networking events. I started going to business events. I started going to like startup incubators, startup events. Um, hackathons at like starting in sophomore year and so i had already started to build up my network of people who eventually i i, I like nurtured that connection and eventually i was able to get jobs from them and so like in my experience i've gotten all of the benefits earlier and not even needed college um you know from from just seeking it on the internet there's there's a website called eventbrite and if you just go on there and search up some event that you want to go to or something that you want to learn about. I know a couple of weeks ago I did one for real estate in Texas. And now I have a list of contacts of people because I'm planning to move to Texas, um, Dallas, Texas, a list of contacts of people from Texas who I, who I now know um, who can, you know, potentially be a business. Why Texas? Why Dallas? I, the housing market is pretty much a gold mine right now. <laughs> that, that is, that is, that is the, the talk of the talk of the, talk of the time kind of so i mean obviously i, I did research going into it but um all right, real estate tip alert real estate tip alert <laughs> dallas all right look, look originally, into dallas originally it was going to be los angeles um that was my dream ever since i was like really young but it's just not realistic to go there i'd probably end up on the streets so <laughs> there's a there's a giant homeless crisis going on right now there's people living in the streets it's terrible um, all the way to like Beverly Hills, even just because they extended their transit system. But are you so wait, are you making money now? Like, are you working and do you have income? 
yeah, I have income from TikTok. And I also, I mean, I got into real estate a little bit, but my ultimate plan, I, I do still want to like work, um, is to go into the mortgage industry. And in this December, I'm going to get my license just to be like, you know, a professional actual mortgage loan officer. So that'll and, be your skill set then? Yes. So and it's almost like I consider like a trade school. And even when you look at trade, yeah. like the cost of entry is so much more, it's more less expensive. Yeah. It's more finite. And, you know, I, I understand that path. Like, I understand, like, you know, let me get a little more finite. Let me get what I need to know and get out into the workforce. But I also believe, too, like, you know, if, say, for example, you just don't like real estate after a while, you don't like what you're doing, like, how, how do you transition? How do you pivot? Like, what's plan B? I think education always gives you opportunities and options. They like, say you can never take away that from you, you know? Like, I mean, if I don't like it, I can just, I can go back. Pivot. Educate like yourself. It, I, Eventbrite. And, I have, I have the, yeah, exactly. Eventbrite is great. Um, they should sponsor me, but I have a great, just because of, just because of TikTok and like my influence, I have a great network of people from all spec, like all, all sides um, of the world. Like even the way that I met Bill was through, um, you know, like philosophy and he is a lawyer and I, I know doctors, I know real estate agents, I know lawyers, I know freaking like private private equity private equity like investors like i i literally know so many people of so many different occupations and that's what you always have to do like be open minded to meet meeting everyone and whether you're or not you're in college or whether or not you're like in high school that is just like the mindset that you should go into it with is like go make friends and that's when you'll get you know whatever you're doing even if you are in an ivy league if you have that mindset then you will get the network that you wanted to get. You know what I mean? Well, so me college was, go ahead, Matt, sorry. So, you know, you mentioned doctors, lawyers, and, and all these other uh, careers. Would you consider yourself a TikToker? Is that your career? Is that your resume? And, and I need to know this TikTok hustle. Like, mm -hmm. I, I want to know how, like, is this a real, like, full-grown salary people can make? Or is this like, you know, like, talk about the, this new way of making money and communication with people. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's it's the potential that it can have. So right now there is the TikTok Creator Fund, which gives you an amount and there's like sponsorships. I have um, a sponsorship with Public right now, which is kind of like Robinhood. It's an investing platform. I just made a video about that yesterday and I've already made like almost a thousand dollars off of just that one sponsorship. Um, and even with these sponsorships, I create you. you being in the finance like realm, you create a connection with that company. So now I have insider connections with Oberlo, which is like Shopify's pretty much like Shopify's um, like child company, uh, which is like a dropshipping. It's just like a dropshipping brand. But like, and when I it, earlier on in the year, I had a startup and I actually had them sponsor one of the events so like for example like there's an example of one of those instances of like networking working out um sorry but what was your original question i'm just wondering about how people monetize TikTok and like yeah. what kind of numbers do you need for this to turn into a money making operation yeah um there's a place in the bio where you can just put like a link and so from there i've, I've just put a whole set of links to you know maybe my website um, I'm making, I'm in the works of making a course in the future. There'd probably be like a podcast and I'm, I'm sure that you guys do sponsorships too as well, but like TikTok itself, obviously, if you don't know how to use it, if you just have a following, there's so many people who are missing out on the money that you can make. But if you know how to do it and you keep learning, 
eventually you can use it to bring traffic to other things that will bring you money. For example, I'm right now bringing people over to YouTube where I'm planning to monetize. Um, I'm planning to have just several YouTube videos just teaching people about personal finance. Once those are up, that's a stream of passive income. Um, I can just continue doing the sponsorships that I'm doing. Um, so yeah, go ahead. So your, your core is like feeding out of TikTok, right? Pretty so much. do you think that that will bring you the type of stability or income that you're looking for? What is your projection as far as income you think you can like conservatively, I don't need to know hard numbers that you're going to be generating like within the next one to two years from, from TikTok. From TikTok, I mean, just TikTok itself, or like everything. yeah, and then and then and then you can get into like the other streams that you feel is gonna like. We had James Altucher on the show last week, and he, uh, a couple weeks ago, and he mentioned like this the 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 spokes and then the hub. So it seems like TikTok is your hub, and then you're creating like multiple spokes, right, from TikTok. So I just kind of want to understand that as far yeah. as how you envision it. Yeah. So right now, TikTok would probably like I could easily make a hundred k every year just out of TikTok by itself, um, including like sponsorships and just what they're giving me normally. Um, if I was- And, and people, she's first year, she's out of high school one year, freshman in college? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, I, and even more than that, I mean, like I never got into this, but the only reason that I'm considering the mortgage industry, and like this is, this is invaluable to me, the only reason that I'm considering the mortgage industry or I ever even considered real estate was because of meeting people on TikTok who told me all the insider scoops who, who were already mortgage loan originators, who were already, you know, MLOs, who literally told me like, this is where the money is at. Um, no, don't go into real estate. It's too saturated because initially I wanted to literally be a real estate agent um, living in Los Angeles. That wouldn't have worked out. And the only way that I figured that out was making friends in the mortgage industry through TikTok. So, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know how, how much my life is going to change within the next even couple of months, but the way that I see it is I can make, right now I'm making about $60 a month off of, like, YouTube, which is not a lot, but the potential that it has um, once I start to convert more followers, I only have two videos up so far, so it's, it's you know, it's not even that impressive, but, like, I, at one point I was at, you know, like 10, 10 followers on TikTok. So for me, I can't, I can't really. You don't think, it. you don't think that market is saturated? Like the TikTok, the YouTuber world, like I think all, like all of these Generation Z's are all going in that direction. Like you don't think that could be a saturated market as well? It's saturated, but I, there's always a place. So I don't see very many female per people of color finance teachers. I think that I have something to bring because especially I, at your age too, youthful. Yeah. That, I that's an, speak the another part of it. People who are people who are my age, I can speak the language. Like I, I just did a video on how to invest and people are commenting, they don't teach this at school. Why didn't, why did I never learn this? Why? Okay, great. I know the Pythagorean theorem. Like, what am I supposed to do with this? Because, you know, like <laughs> I am broke and I know the Pythagorean theorem. Like, thank don't you. Don't <laughs> knock the Pythagorean theorem. Even I learned the Pythagorean theory. Oh, it, it, it's, oh, a very, it's a very basic, <laughs> basic math thing. Um, no, I, um, so if college was free, like Ber the Bernie Sanders way, college is free. What do you think now? You still think it? Free. All I, the schools are free. What do you think? Bernie Sanders all the way. All day, all long. I mean, it, it just has to be, it has to be a neutral decision for people to go. I obviously can't speak for everybody, but 
for you? Don't just go because, I mean, even for everyone, like, don't just go because people are telling you to go or it's like, the but good for you, goal. would you go? Would you go if it was free? No, I think that for me, it's, it'll be a waste of time just because I mean, the way that it's set up, even right now, I had to take half the credits that I'm taking just to get out of taking like useless classes. Like I do not want to take calculus. I would have to take it again, actually. Um, I already know calculus, you know? Um, but there's just these like small rules that kind of push you back. Like you have to take this many courses in this one thing, or you have to take, I don't want to take English again. I already learned English. I took it. I took AP English. I, I've read every single book that's out there. Um, you don't know how, like, you, you don't know what I want to know. I, I want to choose my own pathway. A lot of colleges don't, don't have that. If that changed, there, there would be, my answer would be a little bit different. Um, yeah, and I, I think, I think, the, I think you're right. Like, not, not to, like, I think you're right. Like it, it is archaic. I, the path to a degree probably does need to be upgraded. Cause I'm sure it's the same path that Matt had in his days and, and Karen, you know, so I think, yes, probably the, the, the path <laughs> to get there. I had a young person path. <laughs> so I, I agree with you. Cause you know, it should be, um, a, it should be more relevant to, to today's market, you know, cause I always like, you know, think like even, I, I think going to a four year college just shows to me a certain sense of commitment. But if you're already going into it saying like the path to that commitment is just trivial, I, I, I get that argument. I get that argument. And I think the schools, I think it comes down to business and money. I think there's a, there's a, a function of money behind it that allows them to profit from this current um, way in which higher education is, is created. Right. But I think it, it was a little more finite. Yeah, there'd probably be less profits for them, higher grad, faster graduation rates. And, and now with social distancing, you don't even get to enjoy all the frat parties and so it's like it's like I haven't you know, been to one party. I'm saying so. <laughs> so the one. social aspect is damaged. Right. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, look, the, these these colleges and universities, even the state ones, are businesses. They're for profit businesses, right? It's not a nonprofit designed to. It's not a temple of education. It's a business, so they want to draw you in. Like, not every single person and they don't this is not their concern it's not their goal to have every single person have like a deep transcendent educational experiences and come out with concrete skills they want you to sign up for classes pay your tuition and take the credits that you need to take to graduate and get out and then have kids and for them to also go to college you know like it's not really for you it just it can be for you if you make yeah, it for you. we wouldn't have a military if it wasn't for if it wasn't for college that kind of thing like there's so many loopholes and there's so many benefits that um, our country gets from sending all these kids to college and selling this kind of dream but but at the same time people have achieved the dream through college right like you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. it's good for some people it's still right for some people and it is like an ancient system from when sean was young <laughs> you know <laughs> for the very elderly but still you know it's it's worth something like my college education. I'm I'm with you. Like Puri, if I I were, we were a lot alike in high school, <laughs> and if I were around, if TikTok were around when I was 18, I mean I was like such an idiot. I was like a little baby. I probably still would have gone the four year route as like a you know like to drag my heels on the real world, but. It would have been an option, right? I did, we didn't even have the option, which is so crazy. But I feel that it's like. Do you spend the four years, $250,000 to learn how to read a book in English? Or do you start making money and go live the life that you want? Like I said, I think it, the degree gives you, makes you part of a certain club. And, you know, a question I have for you, Pari, is 
how did your parent how did you get your parents to buy into the idea of you dropping out of college or did they buy into the idea of you dropping out of college i didn't speak of it until i had something to show for it um i i didn't even talk about it. i mean like i was considering it before i even had a following on TikTok. but once i hit like you know once i mean not even like the follower count just like once i started getting these connections that were eye-opening for me when i started once i started talking to people once i started um just doing things that college students weren't even doing yet then i think it sold it for them also like so they're 100 percent on board with your decision yeah i mean they're literally just saying like whatever you're doing go like live at this point i, I think the turning point happened when I started teaching my dad about stocks instead of him teaching it to me. Um, that is that's genuinely cool. <laughs> like, that's the point where it was like, huh, <laughs> I didn't realize how much power I had <laughs> over, over the decision. Like I would have done it anyway, even if they said no, they would have come around eventually. I think that like, obviously familial decisions may have a, have a big impact on what, what kids do. But this was something that I very much had to do. But so. the option of going back is, is still there, but if you need to, right? You're not closing that door. I don't, I don't think so I'm trying to hold that on. I will. I'm like, <laughs> I, I just see too, I just see more, I don't know. I, I just see more of a benefit with not going. Like even if I had to switch my occupation to computer science, for example, even if I wanted to, to start coding, um, I would just, I would just take an online class and I already have a resume. Like I already have TikTok. Like I have this many followers. If you hire me, boom, you have access to this many people where I will literally promote your company. So not being part of that exclusive club of graduating with a degree is not, not something that concerns you I anymore. I mean, I have my own she's club now. Exactly. She's in her own exclusive club. Her I club think is, that this club is better but, because it's not filled with, there's, there's ten thousands and thousands and thousands of kids who are in college. I don't think it's very much exclusive. I'm with you, Perry. Your club is way more exclusive. Hmm. way more unique but that's not that doesn't mean everyone can create their own unique Every, yeah, yeah, everyone yeah. can't do what she's doing there are other it, to me i'm seeing someone who is very focused and mature at a young age with direction sometimes if you're at 18 19 20 you don't have the direction the focus or the maturity to to, to know where you want to go so maybe school is your best choice to kind of learn grow and and kind of figure yourself yeah. out but if you have your vision in place and you're already finding success and it's growing like to, I'd say I'm totally in agreement that that is a great an alternative okay. path worth 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 uh, going down. All right. Not to be the devil's, not, not to be the devil's advocate, but, you know, I, I manage and assess risks. I'm listening to your your plan, your goal. And I'm just looking at it from the risk perspective. Of course. For some reason, you lose your TikTok followers. Where does that position you? You have zero TikTok I mean, followers. I would That's a reality. I'm, I'm, what is that? Okay, Matt, you're not her. Yeah, you're obviously I mean, 80 wouldn't... years older. Let's let her answer. <laughs> like I said, I have, I still have a legit occupation that I want to do, um, which is enter the mortgage industry. And that doesn't rely on me having a following. That just re relies on like the genuine connections that I make, um, my ability to communicate with other people. Um, so I would, I would, I would be fine. I would just start okay. again. Okay. So let's, let's think macro. Let's dig a little deeper because <laughs> you know, one thing that count outweigh education and, and, and theory is, is, is experience. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you're entering the workforce. When Matt and I entered the workforce, we were like part of this whole Y2K thing. And all these jobs are around Y2K and com and transitioning from 1996 to 2000. So you're at, like you mentioned earlier, and I was listening, you're at like, everybody's saying, don't do real estate, do mortgage originations because you know why? Because interest rates are super low right now. 
So everybody, myself and the grandpa, are trying to refinance and take advantage of this low interest market because the Federal Reserve has announced that for the next year and a half, they're not raising interest rates. So hence, the mortgage origination market is very hot, something that's hot. But that trend, through experience, I can tell you, is not going to continue. So then what happens next? I mean, I think that mortgages and like, you know, like selling money in of itself will always be a thing. Like houses weren't made for people to live in them. They were made for a way for banks to get money, um, like that whole mindset. And that's kind of what, you know, they're, they're not a nice cozy place to live. They're legitimate assets. Um, we just, we just call them houses. And like, that is something that I've had to learn all along, but to me, they'll, they'll always be there. And like, yeah, for example, say, say the mortgage industry goes under. It did in uh, 2008. People weren't. Yeah, it did. Right. Um, and even since then, they've, they've placed so many, so many things to prevent it. And obviously something we're susceptible to something like that happening again. I'm not saying that that's not possible. I mean, in the event that happens, I think, and I, like, I know, and I have, I mean, I, I have enough, there, there's just so much knowledge on the internet that I have so much. So like, I, I have so much confidence in the fact that I will be able to find my way out. Even She's if it's tough for a couple pivot. months, I just sit down, download a course for computer science, learn that ish within one month, I'll be able to, to, to get a job. In You're going school. to university right now. You're going to university of, of internet. Like, I mean, that's your school. Of course, and you're just, learning and you're just, and, and you're, another path. And you're just learning how to navigate and around that. And you're creating yeah. your ideas and your, your way of living and your lifestyle and direction by through the internet. Through her yeah. own choice. She chose right. the topic she wanted to learn instead of being dictated I, by I, the I, university. I hear you, Grandpa. Yeah. I hear you, Grandpa. No, 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 don't, don't cut me off. I'm just making <laughs> a counterpoint. I've heard you ramble on about why you're trying to push her back to your old archaic way. I'm saying if anyone is equipped to pivot, if a certain market or if a certain industry were to go down, she's already said at the outset, her game isn't built off TikTok. She just has used it. She's She was hustling before TikTok. The hustle don't Stop. Pivot for the record, stop. For, if something for, she needs to pivot, for the record, Pari, she seems like she's. For the record, Pari, you're saying all the right answers. I, I find you to be very mature no, for 18. No, I, 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 I definitely want to check your ID before we come off this show because I find you to be very mature and you're giving answers that's making <laughs> that's making a stubborn old man like me think about it. You know, but um um I think you have your plan, you're set, you're determined, you're drive, and I always think it starts with confidence. And you are your own. I tell everybody, your first business is you. And how you represent yourself, how you carry your business, how you're able to create that business is where what will determine your success. And I can see that you are creating a really sound business with you, your brand, brand Perry. I'm sold on, you know. Right. But I just she's, she's not saying no to education. Brand Karen, I'm questionable. Brand Matt, <laughs> I'm kicking it out the door. She's not, she's not saying no to education. She's doing a different kind of education that's more tailored to her. I mean, it's not like you know when you were a kid, Sean, in the 1910s and 20s, when when if you didn't go to school, you you didn't have shoes on your feet, and and you were disowned by your parents. It's another generation. You get that, right? So they, have you heard of the internet? I, I just complimented the young woman. Why do you have to kick sand on me now? I just 1900s. complimented Perry. So Why are you Let me do my Sean impersonation. So, Perry, if they stop making widgets, what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> 
mean, no, I, I, I have I'm sorry, Bree, for their ignorance. I manage risk, okay? They don't manage does all that. Sean had to walk five miles in the snow to school up ways without shoes. <laughs> without shoes. <laughs> and I made it, Bree. I made yeah, it to the point it. now. Okay. I I wear I have multiple shoes, Puri, and my multiple brownstone. Okay, facts. So, facts. facts. I have five percent left on my my laptop. I don't know how much oh. longer. Well, we have. should wrap this up. But I, <laughs> I I I do think there there's a lot of takeaways that old and young can learn from hearing your story, Puri. I'm impressed. I think as we all are with your confidence and your vision, and also with your TikTok platform. So congratulations on all of that. Thank you. And I don't think there's any right or wrong in your decision, Pri. And I think what the, the lesson to me is learning is that, you know, to get to where you get to make this decision, you did your homework. Yeah. It wasn't a, it wasn't a rational decision. It wasn't something you just ran off the top of your head and said, I'm going to do this. No, you did your homework. And I, and I, any person of regardless of age has to respect that. And I respect the fact that you did your homework, you made the decision. I think as a young adult, it's your life. You make the choices that you make and I, and I support you. What's yeah, respect I, on her I, name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just wanted to like finish off by saying one last thing. This is specifically to you, Sean. If oh, shoot. I, no, no, it's, it's not attacking you. I genuinely agree with one thing that you're saying. And it's that like, I, every morning I wake up and I, I think about like, what would have happened if quarantine had never existed, if coronavirus had never existed? Like, where would I be now? Because that's what gave me the time to do this research. That's what gave me the time to not be stressed out. That's what gave me like time to sleep at night and actually have like a creative mind and make videos. And I would very much still be doing computer science and probably be going to the U. Um, and that is okay because in five years, in like four years, at some point I would have figured it out. I think that- You'll only be 22, exactly. Yeah, but exactly. I agree with you. I agree with you. And I think a lot of people, and I teach in all my classes, like, you know, your most valuable asset is time. And in any current situation, take advantage of that. You know, you know, Karen came on our show because of COVID basically, not because of, but during COVID. So it's like people, and I tell people it's adapting and changing to your current environment. Yeah, and I think was, what you did, listen, I wasn't hundred percent sold on bringing an 18 year old girl on to talking financial literacy, but speaking to you now, I'm sold. I, I, you know, I apologize, Matt and Karen. And I think that you are exceptional and I support what you're doing. I'm, and I'm going to follow your behind on TikTok. Not no, literally behind, sorry. I'm going to follow you. Let me say the politically correct thing. I don't know if that's right. Sorry, Karen. I'm going to follow you on TikTok. That's great. Thank you. Yeah. Where can people find you? Where can they find your TikTok? Where can they find your social? Yeah, um, my TikTok handle is Pari, um, P-A-R-I-I dot Bathna. So that's B-A-F-N-A. Um, I don't think there's a lot of people named Pri, so it should come up when you look up the first name, but <laughs> yeah. And then my YouTube is just Pri Bafna. It's just my name. And then Instagram, Pri.Bafna. Those are all the places. Awesome. All right. Thank you. Pri, what about no. Sean's on MySpace? What about, do you have your MySpace account? And Matt, give her your a AOL email address, please. I'm barely able to use Facebook, you guys. Like, oh I, am, my God. I feel oh my like God. that is such a, like a millennial thing. Hey, relax. <laughs> no, no, I, I can't, I can't figure it out. It's like, it's awesome. Oh, that's hilarious. All right. Well, yeah, thank that, you so much, Puri. Yeah, thank you. That is different. <laughs> I mean, I'm not so much on Facebook, but I do a hundred percent know how to use it <laughs> because it was made for me, but <laughs> you're gonna, I, I'll tell you what, I will show you the secrets of Facebook if you teach me how to make a single talk. 
I will. Let's do it. Let's okay, do let's it. do it. All right, deal. Sean and Matt will explain what all of that means later. Yeah, you, guys, you guys can join in if you want. I was saying you guys should make you guys should put this podcast on TikTok. Like it would do really well, um, especially if you did a couple cuts from the show from like different episodes. Maybe it was 15 seconds long. Like maybe can we, can we can we part you in to edit and it. put it in TikTok? I can, I can definitely help you guys out. Oh, that'd be great. All right, all right we love it. All right, consider it. See the old, the old old meeting the young. This is how we connect. TikTok, you don't stop. Hit it. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow, that was energy, guys. I thought that was really good. I'm no, I'm serious. I was really, was. she really, she really convinced me to open my eyes. You know, I'm glad, I'm glad we do shows like this because it just makes you see how the other side thinks. And I think, you know, the difference in our time, my time for during her time is that she has access to all these great resources that I'd have to go to the library to go to in my days. And she's really done, did her homework and leveraged these things to say that I like, so a professor taught me, if you know the skill of learning, if you can teach yourself how to learn, you don't you need college. If you know how to learn and how to convince yourself how to learn, then you don't need college. And she's one that's courageous and bold and teaches herself how to learn. And I think she's someone that's going to adapt and maneuver and succeed in any environment that she tries with or without college. In every era, every generation, you're going to have people who might find an alternative path. You're going to find people who are exceptional, people who are um, able to do impressive things. And she's, you know, for her generation, she's one of those people. I'm just impressed with her mentality. I'm impressed with her, the ingenuity and the way she's taken this COVID uh, pandemic time and, and created a whole new, a whole new path. But, you know, I, I don't even think it's a generational thing for me so much as just, that's just, it's cyclical. There's always going to be impressive people and she's one of them. She just happens to be young and I celebrate it. So and I'm going to say this, you know, it's not even, I don't think it's, I think that she is a, a special person. You know, you meet someone and you're like, you just know that they're going to succeed because they have that drive and it's more about the drive than anything else. I think she's one of them, but more than that, more than it being generational or whatever, you know, we all have these resources available to us. Actually, any one of us can be on TikTok right now. Any one of us can be learning the mortgage origination industry or whatever online if we wanted to, or learning how to code. It's not specific to 18 year olds, right? It's just that 
we didn't take this as an automatic option when we were that age. And, you know, even when, like when I was in college and social media was like kicking off and there was Facebook and this and that, you weren't going to make a living off of it. That pivot of monetizing and professionalizing um, the things that we are all going to do anyway, which is connect with other people online, that's new. And I think it's so smart to take advantage of that. Absolutely. I think it was a great episode. And I think it's a great episode too, that parents, like when your kids are having these ideas and we still have this old foundation school of thought, just listen, just take the time to listen to what they're doing. And if you have a child that really has that initiative and drive to really succeed, give them the opportunity to, because if she was my daughter and as much as I would want her to go to an Ivy league school, there's no way I would stop her momentum. No way. Mm-hmm. Like, let I just love it, Sean. I love it. All you listeners out there were on our call yesterday He's talking about just listen. I'm, I'm with you, Sean. I like that you. Can't That's what real business people do. I know. That's I know. I know. I know. I know. Let me make my you point. I'm just. I'm. 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 I am complimenting you, but I'm also enjoying it because yesterday you were very hardcore on a you know a different tip, but right now you've come full circle, and I think it's dope. So that's it. No. Okay, I'm dope. Yeah. Okay, great. So as I say every week, <laughs> tbgwgc at gmail.com. If you have any questions or answers, or you just want to comment on the show, please leave us a comment on anywhere you listen to our, our show, Apple pref- preferably. Um, and thank you, man. This was a great show. As I say every week, keep your money in your damn pocket. And I'm out. I'm Sean Linda from Two Black Guys with Good Credit. And I'm Karen Margolis, a third, an official third of Two Black Guys with Good Credit. You can find me online if you so wish. Karen Margolis, K-E-R-E-N-M-A-R-G-O-L-I-S, or send an email to our Two Black Guys email address. I'll get it that way too. Um, And as I always say, be Black and have great credit. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Matt Smith. The other half of Two Black Guys with Good Credit. And like Kareem, I'm about to take over TikTok. So pull up. Pull up on TikTok. Come see me. And I'm out. Oh, my God. Two Black Guys with Good Credit. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.